Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, near or far, high or low, you're listening to the Coach D Podcast. And listeners, I have a very special guest in the building with me today. But listeners, you know how we do on the Coach D Podcast. We have to introduce athletes the right way and make them feel at home. So listeners, let's proceed. Let me get my David Stone on, hold on. Stepping on the court at five foot eight by way of Powder Springs, Georgia, a player who in high school was rated a four-star guard by ESPN Hoop Girls. She also led her team to a state title and number two ranking in her senior season. Named first team All-State as a senior in college, became the first Arkansas player since 2006 to score 17 points or more in three consecutive contests. She ended her career as the second most accurate free throw shooter in the program's history at 84% and was ranked 19th in the program with 1,379 points at NC State. Shout out to the Wolfpack. She has also played pro overseas in Poland. Listeners, please give a warm welcome. Stepping on the court is Dominic Wilson. <laughs> Hi. Hi. That was awesome. <laughs> Someone did their homework. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, before we even get started, uh, Dominique, talk to me. Um, how's your physical and your mental right now? Um, it's ready. I've been working out pretty hard, trying to stay in shape. Um, of course, not being on a team, you can't be tip-top shape because you're not playing against people every day. Right. But just trying to take advantage of running. Just do the best that I can um, right. with what I have so far. So I, you know, I feel like I'm I'm doing well. Right. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, mean, I feel like I, I I need to do justice. I say shout out to Ace. Um, I've um, had her I think twice on this podcast now. That's a good um friend. And just I'm very very curious to get your take on just just what makes um NC NC State so special. You know, I'm I'm gonna hold my excitement and save that question <laughs> for later on in the pod because you guys seriously just in terms of the program um you know the coach the system the players you know and and just how well you guys do in the tournaments i'm just very curious to get your take on that but before we do you know before we speak about you know the the player that you've become over the years if you could dominique kind of just you know take us back to a very a a much younger Dominique who maybe wasn't as tall who you know you might have been maybe shy and you know the very, the very first time um, mm-hmm. a basketball was placed in your hands right right um, there's like a plane flying over me so if you hear that I apologize but, so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to Ace I know she got invited to a training camp I want to say with the Washington Mystics so I want to say shout out to her for that yes, sir. But, um yeah, as a kid, honestly, I got into a lot of different things, a lot of different sports. I did like ballet, some modeling, some acting, soccer, softball, um, karate. <laughs> um, I even played football. Like as a kid, I was very active. I was always outside. Oh, you um, did everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> 
yeah the i guess i want to say like one of the last generations that really took advantage of outside and not staying inside and watching right. tv and um playing sports but uh yeah so then i just got into basketball it was like one more thing to do mm-hmm. and when i got older i want to say probably around nine or ten was um when it came down to soccer and basketball and excuse me sorry so good soccer and basketball and then i you know i had to make a choice because they started to overlap and then i was just like well i'd rather stay inside and outside so <laughs> that's how <laughs> I, I like it. basketball i like it see that's that's kind of one thing um i i'm even for myself that i that i take for granted is that i just love the fact that basketball is an indoor sport because when it's raining right. When it's cold, you could just, you know, get nice, warm and cozy and get buckets at the same time, you know, it's it's a great feeling. Now, I mean, you doing so many sports, I mean, your your schedules back to back must have been absolutely insane. So for yourself, did that come from, you know, your your parents playing in sports or, or just the people that you was around and, and you just must have been a very, um, curious kid just just getting involved in so many sports uh i want to say it was a little bit of both so my mom ran track in high school my dad ran not ran he played football he also did basketball in high school but he went to georgia tech for football okay and was on the i want to say it was 1990 national championship team for his his freshman year so um just having that background but um also i was just a curious kid so growing up i was the only girl cousin <laughs> surrounded by guys so. no way yeah so the only way i could play was playing with them but i enjoyed it i realized i like you know being outside playing sports competing um so i think my parents just threw me in a lot of things just so i can find my field find what you know i like but also um if i seen a sport then i'm like oh i want to try that the only sport i would say the only two I would say I have not tried was uh, swimming and tennis. And I wish I'd done swimming because I love to swim, but okay. just didn't have a chance to do it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Oh, you see now, I'm, 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 I'm getting a small sense of just your background. I mean, being the only girl cousin, I could just tell that those those family cookouts, them barbecues, them family meetups, <laughs> it must have been competitive because you know how now you guys can be like, oh no, man, she can't hoop or oh no, she can't play. I bet you she can't repress it. You're like, oh, we're a bit like, did that, was that like some of the early signs of you kind of dipping into your competitive side? Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say I realized or I had more guys saying like, oh, she can't do this when I played football. And I really okay. took a lot of egos playing football because I ended up <laughs> I starting it. as a tight end on uh, on the team. And, you know, a lot of guys were hating. And as I think I want to say I was like seven or eight, you know. Um, Ooh, humble flex. I see. Those, okay. those poor young okay. guys. They were just like, <laughs> this is a girl. Like, she's not supposed to do this, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> when I was around family members, though, they didn't care. Um, they knew why I was out there. They wanted me to play because I was really good and honestly I was one of the best athletes between um, my boy cousins but again girls kind of develop faster than guys so right. um, yeah I took advantage of that okay and what, what was the um, culture like because I, I find it fascinating um, you know I've, I've said this before in terms of you know I think over here in London you hear a lot about 
basketball but more so New York basketball and then there's LA basketball and it's like two polar opposites you know like New York is like the kind of like hardcore gutter Tim's boots and one no blood no foul they're gonna trash talk but they're gonna back it up LA is more kind of cool calm collected they got that swag palm trees they so got what their, is it like yeah like what's the how would you do how would you describe the um around it it's like when it does that I just switch from yes correct that is a great question because you know like you said people like to Put basketball and they think about New York and LA well really basketball we honestly in Georgia I want to say probably two or three years ago they came out with a rank and we were number one when it comes to uh the best athletes coming out um okay and also North Carolina as well has a lot of great basketball players so um just like a lot of players playing professionally uh, it's a lot that came out of Georgia and are well known and respected um I just think maybe New York and LA, they get a lot of praise because they're one of the bigger cities, but, mm. and New York is known for, their players are known for their grit and ball handling, but overall athleticism and, you know, just where the game is going now, uh, North Carolina and Georgia are, are getting a lot of respect for their basketball players. Right, right. And mm-hmm. would you say it's um, also down to, because I was um, speaking with a player um, from, Michigan and he was saying how like the 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 media is it's it's not really a big media market in in terms of exposure would you say it's a it's a similar story for Georgia as well no uh, not at all um, okay. there's a lot of media market in Georgia and that's really why um, these players are getting exposure and getting known now because honestly a lot of players now come down to Georgia to train. Um, there's a lot of NBA teams that take advantage of the facility, and especially during a pandemic, we are one of the states that have a lot of gyms that are open and a lot more opportunities. So a lot of players are coming down here. Okay. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's not the same as right. in Michigan. It's, uh, it's the complete opposite over here. Right. Okay. Understood. Mm-hmm. Understood. Now, I mean, I'm I'm hearing a lot. I think it's it's quite cool for me because you know before my coach career I would hear about the AAU, but I guess I didn't really know um, the level, the fact that you guys are traveling, the competition is so high, the scouting. I mean, mm-hmm. for yourself, you know, how would you describe, you know, your journey to the AAU and how some of those early competitions, you know, kind of pre- prepared you for your, what you was going to be expecting later on in your career. Right. Um, <clears throat> I want to say when AAU started out, because I started out young, so like 10 or 11. Right. And that is, basically it goes from having fun to, okay, this is more of a business, this is more serious, and kind of the fun goes out the window, because now you're worrying about ranking and you learn traveling. You about business but, from that age? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, in okay. basketball, I can't speak on other sports, but in basketball, AAU starts pretty young. Um mm-hmm. And there's also other clubs that you can get into before AAU, but AAU is like the biggest one. And with that, that's just where you first get a sense of traveling with the sport and playing against other people from other states and starting to look at the rankings. And uh-huh. it's just, and then knowing teams, like what's the good teams or the bad teams, who has a great organization. So it's just, 
I'll say it start. It goes from having fun to all right. Now I'm understanding the business side. Now I'm understanding the other side that comes with basketball. It's not just playing the sport. It's more so of you know trying to be your best right. during uh, great teams almost every night. Trying to. Um, I, it's crazy. I don't know how I was able to do this because now I could do it. But playing two to three games a day for like five a days, day. Jeez. <laughs> and staying consistent—that's different. It, it was it was brutal. That is different. You see, that's uh, see, this is why um, it it really makes sense, and you kind of just start to understand just in in terms of um, what players are being exposed to from a young age. I think specifically, you just. Um, hit the nail on the head in terms of from from high school just how much athletes are training in a day you know like right. it was quite funny because um there was a, a player that I was um, speaking with she's playing pro over in Lithuania and obviously in Europe everything is like time slots like two hours mm-hmm. practice on like a Monday and a Wednesday that's it so for her it, it took her a minute to adjust to because obviously in high school you're practicing damn near every single day and you've got your strength coaches your shooting coaches and things like that so it just really opens opens my eye to just how serious you guys are about playing basketball but I think also how early you're treated like a professional if that makes sense right yeah no you're you're hitting yeah you're hitting all the important uh, factors that's so true and I guess I'll just say from playing overseas also, you're right, everything is on time slot. It's like, all right, well, these people have the gym. You can probably get in for an hour, but here in Georgia or in the United States, it's like you kind of know where to go, where you can stay in for longer than an hour. Right. You can um, network and find trainers. It's just more access to the gym and just getting better, I'll, I'll say. Right. Right. Now, I mean, I, I feel like every um, player has this moment in not just basketball, but just sports in general. So I have to ask you, Dominique, when was that moment when you realized that you was nice at basketball? Was it was it like a step back, crossover, a and one, a block, you know, you, you playing <laughs> defense? Like, talk to me about that moment where you was like, oh, like, like I might be the one, you know? <laughs> um. I'll say probably when I was leaving eighth grade, going to the ninth grade, and I mm. went to a South Carolina elite camp, and I was just, you know, I was winning everything. I won a one-on-one contest. I think I won, um, like, what is it, a hot shot? It was some shooting game. I won that, and I was just like, and then I, I actually got a, an offer from South Carolina, so I was just like, wow, like, I can... I guess I'm good, <laughs> I'm good enough. <laughs> but of course, like he get better. Um, so I guess I'll say that's when um, I really started to take it more seriously after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, see, I like. I feel like you, 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 you've got that. I mean, I could be wrong, but just from what I'm gathering right now, I like players like yourself who kind of have that that uh, quiet, humble confidence. Like, I ain't go talk in your ear, but like, hey, as soon as we step on the court, <laughs> you gonna know, <laughs> you gonna know, you know? So I love it, I yeah, love it. I, yeah, you're right. I'm very quiet and I'm humble. Um, just because with this sport, like I failed a lot, but with anything, you're gonna fail. But as long as you just keep going, um, you know, you're gonna succeed at it at the end of the day. It's just, with anything in life, the people that succeed are the people that continue just to, get up 
I've right. been knocked down. So I'll say right. I'm humble. I don't like to boast or brag or walk around like, yeah, I'm the ish. Because at the end of the day, I know life is is very funny acting. So right, right. <laughs> yeah. See, and and if you can, I I want you to stay on that point because you just mentioned something that you know for the people that was there you know the people that heard about you know you doing great things at such a young age where they've just seen you at the finish line you know they, they haven't seen the scrimmages they haven't seen you fall down get back up you know in, in terms of <laughs> adversity which i think now is crazy because i'm hearing just a lot you know just players asking questions like you know i got caught from my high school team or you know I'm injured and, and I'm trying to get back or I'm losing motivation or I don't think basketball's for me just them going through the challenges and the adversity for yourself at mm-hmm. that young age um how did you still stay the course and and stay disciplined and just trust the process right that's a really good question because we're all human beings and we all been in that place where we're like I don't think I'm good enough for this like this is not working and I guess just surrounding yourself with the right type of people so I was like I was around people that took basketball seriously that trained and even if I felt like man this is a bad day it's kind of like they push you to want to be your very best every day even if you're having a bad day because you have no choice but to compete or you're going to get embarrassed but even if you you know you have that bad day you do get embarrassed I just kind of I'll say I kind of developed the mindset that you know emotions will fade like Uh even though you feel sad right now tomorrow you might feel 10 times better so it's just like don't let your emotions get control of you uh, I love the quote by Bruce Lee where he says, like, be like water. Mm, um, say that right, again yeah. already. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I <laughs> yeah, love it. It's so it's true, like, though. Yeah, like, with water, water adapts to any environment that they're in. And yes. they just keep flowing. They keep doing what it needs to be done. Um, so it's just within life and with yourself, it's like whatever you're in, just continue to move forward, continue to... Uh, stay focused on your goal and just adapt during your around your environment your surroundings right right now I mean um we we we, we uh, have to talk about just the, the the powerhouse that is um NC State but before we do just yes, just sir. um um leading up to that you know NC State you know playing for that type of college just just talk about where your head was at in terms of you know what was you when you was having your visits and you was looking at different programs and schools what were some of the qualities that you know was your foundation that would you know dictate which school you would be going to yeah well honestly when I was looking at school I just wanted to play at a program where I can compete against the very best every night in a program that would make me better but also around good people so like great teammates, teammates that were serious and wanted to win. And actually, before I went to NC State, I went to the University of Arkansas as a freshman and did well there. Uh, Started as a freshman and, you know, uh, you know, set some records or whatever. But I I, so I did well. And then I ended up transferring to NC State. And when I was looking for schools after Arkansas, it was more of, all right, I'm leaving the SEC, which is one of the top three conferences. 
I want to go to a conference where it's still in the top three so I can play, uh, you know, the very best basketball, uh, get compete against the very best people. So it was either like the ACC or um, really it was ACC. Right. <laughs> I was right. um, just looking at teams at ACC and then I found out that at NC State, there were two assistant coaches that were at other schools when I was in high school and were recruiting me to their other schools. And then once I found out that they were at NC State, I was like, oh, I know them and I really like them. I remember them. So I was just like, let me go to NC State and, you know, talk to them again. I'm familiar with them. It's kind of like family. And then I got there and I still was, we still were clicking and Mm -hmm. I met the head coach, which was his first year there too. So if I went there, I would be one of new coach, and that would be his first year. And I was like his first player that they recruited into the program, and you know, fell in love with Raleigh, fell in love with the school, um, and with the coaching staff. And you know, that was my first visit, and I was like, yeah, I'm here to stay. I was supposed to visit like Georgia State and Miami, but I was, yeah, so. I, I fell in love with <laughs> NC State, and the fact that. I had two coaches that I already knew. Like, why would I go to another program and try to get to know new coaches when I have two coaches that I already had a bond with? So, right. yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Now, just um, talk to me about, because, you know, I think I need listeners to understand. I mean, I've said it before, but um, uh, I think the, the transition from high school to college is no joke. You right. Know, um, I uh, had a girl who um, told me about her transition from high school to college and she was like coach after the first practice I had to call my mom and I was like mom mm-hmm. this ain't it <laughs> this ain't it this is like a whole other level so for yourself I mean did it did it hit you hard or were you kind of somewhat prepared for that next level of basketball oh yeah I wasn't like I was very prepared nice, <laughs> um, nice. I just gotta thank like the coaches in high school mm-hmm. um hey you coach and you know um, my high school coach, they all prepared us well. They told us what we should expect going to college. So ever since I was a freshman, they were training us like we were college athletes. So when I got to college, I already knew what to expect. And nice. um, it wasn't hard at all. That's why I ended up starting as a freshman because I was prepared, I was ready. Right. Um, I was ready to, to compete and I knew what type of player I was. So I'll say, during high school, yeah, the athletes are supposed to put in the time to get better, but it's really the coaches that are supposed to do their job and prepare them for that next level. If they're not doing that, then they are just limiting the athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. And and I mean, there's, 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 there's something about NC State, just like, even watching them play, the, the hustle, the fact that everyone is on the same page. Like, I love mm-hmm. the fact that from you know the players on the court to the bench like everyone is holding each other accountable and and giving you know 100% every single time every second every moment you know so you being immersed in that type of environment and even um ace was speaking about it what was it like being in you know the the wolf pack yeah so it was like I said, when I came in, it was a new program under a new coach. So we, when I was there, we were rebuilding everything. So okay. rebuilding like a new team, 
um, rebuilding new chemistry and Ace didn't get there to my senior year so um, when she got there everything was already established and honestly the success that people are watching now was that my team had laid the foundation we right. basically because when we were playing for some reason people were hating on NC State they didn't want to Damn, give us okay. NCAA biz like we will have 20 plus win season and they'd be like no they they're not ready to go into the NCAA and send us to the NIT and one year we were like we're not playing in the NIT like y'all are disrespecting us we're just gonna end our season because y'all landed people that did not have a 20 plus win but because they're they have a big name school and the hype is around them they were letting them go to the NCAA right. and really um my senior year when we finally got into the NCAA tournament, and honestly, we were supposed to host, but they fluked us out of that too because they're still was hating. We shut a lot of people up um, in, in the NCAA tournament because we were doing really well. We beat Auburn. Um, we played really well against Texas, and honestly, if it wasn't for the officials, we would have beat Texas. And I stand by my word because there was a lot of people that sent letters and videotapes to NCAA saying how we got cheated and it wasn't even our fans but I'm not even gonna go into that but <laughs> so we shut a lot of people up right. and once I graduated people really after that people respected NC State so when so now the players after us they're getting that respect they're getting that attention now and coach Moore is a great coach he did a heck of a job too of uh, having our back and pushing for us um, right. every year um, so, you know, it was only time that people, you know, people can only hate on you for so long until you continue to shut them up and then they have to listen. Right. So that's what everybody is seeing now is that people are not watching, people are not listening, and we're still um, doing what we've been doing, which is winning. Laying the foundation is not easy, let me tell you. It's, it's not. just, oh <laughs> man, this is what I need players to understand because I see that the one thing that fascinates me the most, just, just as you was describing it, is the fact that yourself the, the team the coaches stayed the course you know because um, I even you know tell my players that you know it's, it's, I'm really concerned about when everything is going well you know because that, that's that's standard you know you're feeling nice you you got your 12 15 points you know everything is going right but it's when things mm -hmm. start to go wrong or again as we was talking about earlier you're, you're met with adversity how do you respond you know what what type of character is being revealed in that moment you know and just to hear that you guys you know stuck the course you know set the foundation so that the players coming up after you have a culture and a system to follow and look up to is something truly commendable seriously thank you yeah it was hard but i bet it's great to it's great to see the fruit of our labor right right yeah. it, oof. in in terms of this this might be a difficult one to ask but kind of just looking back at your college career before we get to your pro career is there any highlights that stand out to you the most um are you saying like personal or team highlights where which whichever direction you want to go it can be personal or as a team um i'll say just to get off of myself i'll say my senior year like we did well as a team and the highlights was um, going into finally starting our ACC, um, I guess, season because the season start, but from, I guess, I want to say maybe October to 
December is where you're doing tournaments and you're playing against people outside of your conference. But then from late December all the way until like March Madness, you're playing against ACC, the people in your conference. So right. um, I want to say starting at ACC, we had the hardest, <laughs> the hardest schedule ever. So our first game was Notre Dame. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> was Notre Dame and then the second game was away at Florida State and then after Florida State I want to say it was uh who was it? I think it was Duke or no it was Louisville and then God after Louisville I think it was Duke yeah <laughs> and oh my gosh. we had yes we had a very hard schedule but we didn't complain we was like you know what we have this hard schedule this is going to happen regardless it's either we prepare for it now and show up but also we were very confident because we knew that we were good. It's just people just kept, you know, cutting us short. So, make a long story short, we ended up winning those four games in a row. And nice. that's what, you know, got us ranked. And people just started watching us. But I just want to say that as a highlight, that's something I'll always remember is that we, we just basically just put our heads down and we just ran straight into a wall we took them with us like we're going head first we're not stopping we're not pulling up we're not looking back we're just gonna go head first we're gonna play with all of our heart and we played as a team and um yeah so just as a highlight it was just great to see how we played as a team and everyone had each other's back and that we um you know just with that hard schedule we were able to accomplish it i hear that strong yeah. I, I hear that. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've heard, or I'm not sure if you've heard the quote, um, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. Yes. So, I mean, that's just the, the, the journey that you guys went through, man. And just in, in terms of, you know, you being the skilled athlete that you are, how do you, in terms of whether it's drills or exercises or film, like how do you sharpen your tools as a player? I'll say with exercising and skills and practicing, sharpening my tool, I basically, whenever I'm training, I train like I'm in the game full speed because you if you're not going to get better if you're training at 50% because so when you get true. in the game, you're doing these moves at 100%, but this whole time you've been playing, you've been training at 50%, so your body is not prepared for that 100%. So you're doing yourself a, a disjustice, like you're... <laughs> Uh, you're not making yourself better by training at 50%. Every time you train, you train at 100%. So when right. you're in the game, your body's already prepared for it. It's, it just makes it 10 times easier. And then just giving yourself a break. Like just just it's understanding well. yourself and not being too hard on yourself and knowing that with training, you're not going to get in the first night. It's going to take time and consistency. But as long as you stay consistent, you're going to get it. Just stay patient. Right. Right, yeah. so true, so true. Now, I mean, I'm curious now to get your take on, um, you know, just just before we speak about your pro career, because I mean, me growing up in London, we, you know, always mm-hmm. hear about um, the Olympics. International basketball is introduced to us from early. So we're um, aware of the men's and women's teams, the different leagues and the um, skill level but also how that might translate to the NBA as well. So for yourself, um, did you know much about basketball outside of America or did you kind of have to catch up on uh, basketball once you made that transition to play overseas? Um, I didn't know 
really anything <laughs> about right. basketball outside of America because like nobody talks to us about it really. Um, so yeah, so once I got overseas, I didn't know what to expect. Um, kind of was a little bit nervous because I'm like, all right, I'm cross waters. I don't know what to expect. This mm-hmm. is my you know, first professional league. Like what the heck is going to go on? <laughs> of course, right. Yeah, so, right. but, you know, once I got over there and just settled down, got to know the players and the coach, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, the first league I played in was, I want to say the first, yeah, first league was Sweden, but the first overseas tournament type thing I did was in Africa for, like, two weeks. It was just a quick tournament. Um but it was, you know, I enjoyed it. I love to travel and I love to learn new cultures and meet new people. So once I just looked at the good and everything, right. um, I enjoyed it. I, I, it was a great experience. Right. And you um, just mentioned um, you playing in the um, African Champions Cup. Like, what was that experience like? Because, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard, like, with, with the right funding and the right exposure like there is some mm-hmm. serious ballers over there so i mean yeah for yourself just just uh you know the quick glimpse that you saw um how did you find the level out there man honestly that was a great experience i really nice. enjoyed it it was in angola and like you said just seeing those great players and people were playing hard like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't play weak in africa in the uh, african champion cup it was man physical people going fast but very skilled and i was on a team where they haven't done well and you know when i got on there we ended up winning like third place so they were very happy because that you know they finally won something but it was it was a great experience just looking back on it i enjoyed it took a lot of pictures their fans were amazing they had drums it was loud i was like okay this is different but i I like (laughs) (laughs) how did you find that though because i mean there's there's like i'll never forget like i I went to a nba game here and Mm -hmm. oh w it was it was so i was hurt i ain't gonna lie because i'm i'm with my friends and we know the rules, we know the plays, we know the team. So as soon as tip up, we're like, all right, let's go, let's go, mark up, mark up. And it's crickets. I'm like, okay, my fault. Let me chill. <laughs> I had someone to the side me go, wait, so why was that three or not two? I was like, this dude right here. But like, <laughs> I, I, I kind of understood the, like, why that was. But you take um, a EuroLeague team. There was two teams that are playing over here in the O2 arena and it felt like a football stadium match like you said the the, the drums the crowd mm-hmm. playing in that type of environment just just tell me like what that does for the body or for your psyche and just just how you adjusted to it as well because it, it's some serious energy out there for real yeah i mean man you really have to focus because with the drums <laughs> it's loud and as a point guard you have to call the plays out so i'm yelling after like after games my voice is Horse, like it's cracking because I, I was yelling the whole time right but it was it was amazing because for me it forced me to like focus more on the game like get into the zone because if you're not in the zone you're going to be out of the game because there's just so much going on you're mm-hmm. not you're going to miss something like somebody pass you the ball you're not even going to see the ball coming at you because it's, <laughs> it's really right. a lot it's really a lot going on so it just forced me to 
focus but yeah like i said i enjoyed it right right and that led to um if i'm correct your next stop which was in poland so was there any um similarities or differences in terms of just um style of play or did you find yourself playing a different type of basketball um well after angola was sweden and sweden was poland and in poland um you know it was it was pretty loud like like i said the crowd was into it and like you said compared against the united states were a little bit more laid back like people sitting in the chairs having a little drink right. they're clapping <laughs> there. you know if the game is close then it gets loud like people are into it but right you know overseas from jump ball to the end of the game it's loud people got uh banners hanging um it's it's crazy um but i'll say in poland the only difference was that the it was a lot more wba players so it was a lot more high level even though in africa it was high level but this was more um skill set wise like people being smart not having to do 10 to 20 moves they do three moves and they get to the basket or get to their shot so So it's kind of like you have to think a little bit more um but i you know i enjoyed it it really pushed me to be my very best and i think i ended well coming home i think i was yeah i think i was the leading scorer in poland um coming back so I, you know, I just thank Colin for that opportunity um, because it just made me the, the best. And I, honestly, I feel like I got better as a player just being able to go against those elite athletes on every team. Right. So, yeah. Right. You see, and you, you, you're, you're really hitting some great points here that I absolutely love because I think <laughs> that the biggest thing is, um, I mean, and even as a coach, it's, it's about teaching the skills but more importantly teaching the decision making behind it you know in terms of mm-hmm. iq when how and why you know so for yourself you just mentioned you know about thinking basketball you know why why would you say that's important to you but also why that's important for athletes of today to not just play the game you could be athletic you could have the physical attributes but you right. need to also think the game of basketball so for yourself you know why why is that something that's so important to you man really two things that get you to the next level and help you stand out as uh, somebody that is going into being a pro is that thinking the game and being one of the best in shape so when you get to the pro level everyone is good right and i'm not being sarcastic mm-hmm. i'm not exaggerating that real yep everyone is good so now you're thinking like how in the world can i stand out mm-hmm. how can i make a team when everybody is freaking good nobody's missing a shot people mm-hmm. are making layups tough layups tough moves but the people that are the people that can think the game and are in shape with thinking it just comes with making the right pass making the right move um scoring when it is the right time to score like yes you'll you know you watch the nba and people make tough shots but it's just knowing who can make that tough shot right now because sometimes as like a rookie maybe the coach is still trying to see how he wants to play you so and then you you're playing with superstars so his main focus might be or she 
Um, their main focus might be get the ball to the superstars and you shoot when you're open. But as they understand your style of play and you, you know, they start to trust you a little bit more, then maybe you can get to that superstar point where you can make those tough shots. But again, with thinking, it just comes with, all right, what play should I call? Who needs the ball in this play? Because um, you might call a, a play for a shooter, but you might have two shooters on this on the floor at the same time but you have to think all right who's the best shooter who's most likely to hit this so you want to be on maybe on the left or the right side of the court so you get the ball so it's just that type of thinking that can uh -huh. be kind of frustrating at first because it's like at, at one point all you had to do was go on, on a basketball court and just play but now you have to think while you're playing um and do well and then with staying in shape um it's just being able to play longer than the next person, being able to continue to score, play defense, and play at a high level than the next person, uh, much longer than them. So, um, if however, if you can be on the court longer than the next person, then you have more exposure, and the coach has more time to just um, grow their faith into you. So, I'll say those are the two things that help people stand out right. as a pro. Right. Understood. No, that was well said. Well yeah. said, and um, just in, in terms of, I'm just looking at your uh, one of your jersey numbers, if I may ask, mm -hmm. um, number 12. Is there any significance to that? Um, I want to say I was, yeah, I was number 12 in high school. Mm -hmm. So if I can get that, it's like it's a certain it's certain numbers that I'll try to go for. So like 11 was like a number I wore in AU in middle school. 12 was a number I wore in high school. <clears throat> And 22 is like a number I wore AAU sometimes and in college. So if I can get those three numbers, I'm good. But there's really no major significance behind them. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Understood. And um, final question, just before we um, wrap up with the third and fourth quarter, is just in terms of, um, I mean, I was very, very fortunate to um, coach basketball in 2008. And um, I'm not going to get deep into it because um, I mean, the <laughs> listeners has has heard this story a thousand times on the um, podcast, you know, how I got uh, introduced to women's basketball. You know, I got mm -hmm. humbled nicely, Dominique. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not even going to lie, I got humbled yeah. nicely. So I think it's, it's I love the, just in terms of where basketball is going and before where the conversation was like, oh, you're, you're nice for a girl. Now it's like, no, like you're just like a baller, like point back yeah. here. You're, you're just nice, you know? And yeah. you're seeing that exposure, not just on in terms of the WNBA, but, you know, with the European side, you're just seeing a huger platform and you're hearing the names and you're seeing them on different stuff, which is great to see. But for yourself, just in terms of, um, is there anything that you would like to see change just in terms of how girls are introduced into basketball, but also how the interest can be maintained as well? Um, I mean, you said it pretty well. Like people are starting to just sound like, oh, she's just a baller. But um, I'll say just introducing women as stop trying to compare them to an NBA player. Like you'll go on YouTube and you might um, so, for instance, like, I went on YouTube and I watched, like, a Scarlett Diggins highlight and they're saying, like, oh, she's the next Russell Wilson, uh, not Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Westbrook. Right. And I'm like, she's just Scarlett Diggins. Like, this is there how she plays. Um, 
why don't y'all say Russell Westbrook is like Scarlett Diggins? So just stop trying to compare women athletes to men athletes and let us just be our own person. Let us be, be as our own um, people, you know? Like we have, these are our skills. They have their skills. We might have some similarities, but I'm my, I'm my own individual. Um, and you want to do that with the guys. And then the next thing is all the guys out there, stop going to women basketball players and asking, let's play one-on-one. Oh, that hey, is the most, that is the most annoying thing you can say to a women's basketball player. Like for me, if people DM me and like play me one-on-one, I'm not going to respond. I'm going to roll my eyes and mm-hmm. I might just block you because Thanks. at the end of the day, you're not going to message an NBA player and say, let's play one-on-one because in your go. head, you're like, he's going to kill me. But since I am a female, you think you have some type of chance to beat me because I am a female. Impossible. That's what that is saying. And right. you're, you're just going to get a negative comment back. So to save yourself, save your mentality, save your ego, do not say <laughs> I that. Love <laughs> I love it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So we're going to um, enter the third quarter, which I like to call the quick hitter segments. I'm just going to ask you some questions and see where you're at. With okay. Them. So the first one is, <clears throat> excuse me, what would you say, Dominique, is a skill that is taught by many but only mastered by a few? Hmm. That's really good. Um, I'll say a skill that's taught by many but only mastered by a few is to have a tough mentality. Like, coaches mm-hmm. will say that to you or say that to all their players, but only a few players will master it. Right. And that's key. And anything in life is just having a tough mentality because life is hard, people. Listen, yes. life is going to happen. But Ooh. the only way you can get through it is you, if you have that tough mentality. That's it. So that's, yeah, to answer your question, that's that's my answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, love it. Uh, next one, best piece of advice you ever received? Ah. Uh. I don't know. That is a lie. Um, I don't know. Um, lately, I've been just going to YouTube and following a lot of people on Instagram that really just speaks to inspiring yourself and you know building up your mentality. So I guess just. Um, I don't know what people religions are. I'm not religious. I'm a spiritual person. So right. just learning and hearing that I am a God, that you are a God. You can there create, you and manifest whatever you put your mind to. And it's, as long as you believe. Um, so it doesn't matter like what is happening. Just stay the course and it's going to happen. Just believe in yourself. Believe in the universe. Believe in your ancestors. Whatever you believe in, just mm-hmm. believe that if right. you ask it, you shall receive it. It's going to happen. So Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, and you gotta put in the work. You can't ask and eat potato chips on the couch. You that actually part. have to go put in the work. <laughs> that part. Yeah. yeah. So let me say, let me say, ask it, work for it, there and you go. shall receive. How it. you shall receive? That's your yes. price. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, next one. If it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't have learned filling the blank about myself. If it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't have learned that I can face any obstacles and come out okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I hear that strong. I hear yeah. that strong. Okay. 
Okay, and the final one before we enter the fourth quarter is, what would the title of your autobiography be? <laughs> uh, I think I'm kind of simple. It might just be like, Dana Life and Dominique, or um, I don't. That's a good question. Um, this is me, or do you know me? Let's keep it simple. Just say Dominique Wilson. Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I yeah, got you. I will have to think on that one. That's all good. That's all good. Okay, the fourth one now, Dominique. We're gonna have a little bit of fun. What I do with the guests at the end of the show is mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you a little bit on the hot seat so you may need to get into like a triple threat stance just to get ready and maybe do like a little jab step to get ready (laughs) okay (laughs) what we do is um i give you 10 seconds to name five things so for example i might say as a demo i might say dominique i'm gonna give you 10 seconds to name uh five NBA teams, for example. And oh when you my hear, gosh. <laughs> when you hear the nine, countdown, eight, oh, okay. seven, that's when you just start six, listing them off. Five. Okay, so, so that was just a demo. So when the countdown goes to one, then that's when I listen, or that's just telling me like I have five seconds. So yeah, the um countdown, when you hear the 10, 9, you have to then, uh-huh. reel off five before the end of the countdown. Okay, so once I hear 10, that means start. Correct. Got you, got you. Okay. Okay, let's start nice and easy. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I hate these games. Like, what's that game where they put on their head and you got to, like, Oh, the um, person has to guess? I hate games like this, but okay. (laughs) Okay, the first one, let's start off nice and easy. Okay, I'm going to give you 10 seconds, Dominique, to name five NBA players. What the hell? Okay. Dead or alive? Nine. <laughs> oh, eight, uh, seven, shoot. Michael Jordan, six, Luca, five, four, uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Two. shoot, Kobe Bryant. Easy. Easy. Okay. Dominique is going through it right now. I am. <laughs> Sweating over here. <laughs> okay. Next one. Next one. Okay. Uh, 10 seconds to name five NBA teams. Five. Okay. 10, 9, Hawks, Cavaliers, Mavs, Lakers, and Clippers. Easy. Flying through this. Okay. You Ah. see this third one? I'm going to give you the heads up. Okay, this 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 third one in the past, the listeners have stumbled like you, you really need to see the game from all angles to answer this one so i'm uh, very in, in intrigued to see how you tackle this next one okay okay so i'm gonna give you 10 seconds dominique to name five nba coaches oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i felt already seven six uh five, four Talu, I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> we'll take the one. We'll take I don't the know. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. I next. know when I see their names. <laughs> okay. Next one. Um, ten seconds to name five international players in the NBA. Oh my God. Okay. Ten. Nine, the Joker. Eight, Here we go. Uh, Luca. Yes, sir. Six. Um, five. Oh, what's his name? I felt this one. Bad. <laughs> so 
I don't know why I forgot his name. I know his name. I figured the one from France. Yeah, this... He always be doing the spin move. Um, Go, Go Bird. Oh, Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Dang. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, final two. Now these two should be should be easy. Okay, let's go. Last two. Let's get it. Let's finish strong. Okay, ten seconds, Dominique, to give me your top five players of all time. Okay. Ten. Nine, KD. Eight, Ka- eight, uh, seven. Kobe. Six, Michael Jordan. Five, uh, four, Kyrie. Three, and two, Luca, I don't know. Ooh, okay. I just, I just, I just named somebody. That's <laughs> at the end. At the end, I just named somebody. Okay, the final one before we wrap up. Okay, ten seconds. Name five artists that get you hyped before a game. Oh my God! All right. Ten. Jay Z, Drake, Lil Baby, six, Easy. Five, four. Three, yeah, two, Rihanna, Beyonce. One. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm I'm clap it out for Dominique because you know what? She 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 was a real um sportsman on that one. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he want five. Just name to my Rihanna is true. I don't think I would go to Beyonce to get me hype, but she <laughs> might have something in her bag that might get me hype. I don't know. I love how like <laughs> I can tell like like <laughs> you like the the first like three was like solid and after you was like alright let me just throw it just just chew this random one yeah <laughs> oh J Cole I don't know why I forgot J Cole J Cole Cole yeah. World yes indeed yes. indeed yes. right listeners we appreciate your time all the info is going to be in the description but for the listeners who are tuned in right now and want to follow you and see what you got got going on Dominique where can they find you? Oh, they can find me on good old Instagram. My Instagram <laughs> is neat. So that's N-I-Q-U-E underscore W12. And then on Twitter, I mean, I don't tweet a lot, a lot but I like some stuff. So my Twitter is neat W underscore 12. So that's the difference. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Listen, this is myself and Dominique signing out.